Welcome back to Well That's Interesting, the Some Good News edition. Oh my god, finally! Yes! yes. Finally! Yes. Finally. finally! One more time. Finally! finally. Yes. Oh. yes! Sweet, lovable god. Jeez. Today is episode 094. Oh hey, they're not extinct after all. Wait, yeah. what? Uh-huh. I don't even know what it is and I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. <gasps> Oh, my face, my face already hurts from smiling. Same. <laughs> Aww. Uh, my friends, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with the uh, also not extinct Marissa Riley. That's me. <laughs> not extinct yet. I am still That's right. here for another few minutes. That's right, fuckers. Who knows? <laughs> Honestly, who knows with all the terrible news going around, oh. but... It's time that we had some That's good right. news. That's right, we've got some good fucking news. Yeah. Uh, and if this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock. Welcome. Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I had no idea what we were going to talk about today, and mm-hmm. I actually still don't. That's right. I have to know. That's right. I have to know soon, Jill. <laughs> right. I have to know soon. Oh, yeah. Hurry. Okay, God. Yes, believe it or not, good news comes around every once in a while. Oh, yeah. And today we have two stories of two adorable creatures thought to be lost forever, having succumbed to extinction. Oh, my God. But thanks to a few ingenious and stubborn researchers, we now know they've been alive this whole damn time. What? Yeah, and just avoiding humanity as they should. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. Okay, true story. I'm currently watching every Marvel movie ever. That's my goal this week. I I could, (laughs) you know help the poor or help the hungry Mm. or help myself but no (laughs) i have chosen to watch everything disney plus has to offer in the mcu category we all handle we all handle our depressions differently yes (laughs) yes depression and anxiety um but i know right but i am currently watching all of the captain americas and i know what you're thinking boring marissa but not boring because everyone thought captain america was extinct everyone thought he was Ah. gone but really he had just plowed a um weird red man's ship i'll tell you about it later Uh red skull ship into ice and everyone thought he was dead, and then they found him 70 years later. Well, and then the shit. same thing, I, don't, I haven't finished the, the yeah. Winter Soldier, but it sounds like a similar thing happened with his BFF. Wow. I, so I am... basically, this is the same <laughs> as Marvel. Yeah, they totally straight up stole... Our, the second half of our show sounds just like that. Really? Yeah. Like Bucky Barnes. What? Okay. <laughs> Tell me about the cute creatures. Okay, yeah. Well, the idea of something hidden underneath is definitely the second half of the show. Amazing. That's fucking weird. Okay. Well, well, yeah, in the first half of the show, we're going to tell the tale of an ancient breed of singing dog. A singing dog? Mm -hmm. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Are you fucking shitting me? I just spit all over (laughs) Jill's face. She's drenched. I just flooded via my mouth on her. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's totally okay. Uh, And in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about a butt-breathing turtle. I mean, what more could you want? Yeah. Uh, You know? This episode has it all. A singing dog, a butt-breathing turtle. Yeah. It's, Marvel, um, <laughs> terrible trivia, terrible Marvel trivia from me, who's not a nerd, just watching because I have anxiety mm-hmm. and, and I need to end depression <laughs> and I need to put 
that energy somewhere. Good. Good. And it's into super beings. Yeah. And I put it towards butt-breathing turtles. We all cope. We are all <laughs> coping. Tell me more. Uh, yeah. So we've, we're going to talk about a turtle that can breathe through its butt. And thankfully, Beautiful. yeah, thankfully, both of these magnificent beings are still on our planet. Yes. Thank God. So let's get into it. What do you say? I say it. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. And to do so, we need to head on over to paradise. Oh. Mm-hmm. We need to head into the wild highlands of New Guinea. Oh, by paradise, I thought you meant any Mexican restaurant. Oh, but yes. <laughs> the highlands there's... of New Guinea will do. Oh, hey, look, there's many paradise. Many paradise? Paradises? Paradises. Paradises. I don't know. <laughs> Mexican restaurants are definitely... Definitely paradise. Oh my god, if you're getting free chips and salsa somewhere, you are in paradise. Yeah, that's it. You that's made it. it. You're done. Yeah, that's it. Turn off your phone. <laughs> After this episode. After this episode. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> okay, so where in the world is New Guinea for all of my geographically challenged Americans? Don't worry, I've got you. Uh, everyone, imagine Australia. You got it. Okay, now hop on a plane and head northeast for about four hours. Okay, wow. <laughs> all right, here we go. Yep, and voila, you'll see a large lush island called New Guinea, and it's divided into three sections. The far west is aptly called West Papa. Oh. The center is Papa. Oh. And in the east, we have Papa New Guinea. Oh, mm. I was hoping for East Papa, but you know what? They wanted to... <laughs> Mix it up. <laughs> Mix it Mix up. It up. <laughs> so, now, for untold millennia, New Guinea has been the home and the only home to a very special wild dog. Oh, my God. One that doesn't bark. Okay. It doesn't yip. Okay. Or yap. Okay. The only noises it makes. Well, I really can't describe it, so why don't we have a listen? Yes, please. All right, Dr. Marissa, I have a lovely video here of our new best friend. Amazing, amazing. Please have a listen. We're all going to have a listen. We cannot escape it. It's very loud. Uh, Dr. (laughs) Marissa, sorry. Then, please, Dr. Marissa, do us... Please give us your best description of what this dog looks like. I mean, I, if there's one thing I'm good for, it's talking about um, yeah. how in love with dogs yes. I am. You're going to want to smush like the face. I feel like that's the most relatable thing yes. on the internet right now is that we all love dogs. Yes. Yeah. Get ready to smush. Uh, I'll have screenshots of this uh, video if you come along to our social media stuffs and oh, play yeah. along. Absolutely. But in the meantime, I'm going to play this. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's very, it's very extra. It's, okay. Okay. It's very, it's very extra. I right. love extra. You ready? Yes. You ready? You ready? I'm so ready. I'm so freaking ready. I'm doing great. Here we go. Pause. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if y'all heard the same sound I heard, but that is the most relatable sound. Yeah, we all. Yeah, what I'm doing silently every time mm-hmm. I leave the house or stay in the house. <laughs> I am just like, ah! yeah, internally, externally. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I will describe the dog. The dog is very cute. It's kind of like a tan. It's tan. It's tan. Yeah, it's tan. Mm-hmm. It's a it's dog looking. Um, <laughs> I'm trying coat. to think of the 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 way to describe it, yeah. like not like a golden retriever, not mm-hmm. a terrier. 
It's got a short It's coat. got a short coat. It's yeah. blonde. Uh-huh. It's got kind of short ears. It sort of looks a little bit foxish. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Foxish. Yeah, and it's got the pointy ears. Um, yeah. It's super cute, and you know, as you heard, it's like a mix between a howl and like an aggravated scream yawn. <laughs> yes. So, like, you want to hear a little like more? A sigh. Oh my god, okay. please. Pause. Yeah. Yeah. So it it really looks like a it looks like a wild like fox dog. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of big and it's um it's got those perky ears and it really is just like this seems to be the only sound it can or wants to make. I get it. And I totally I get it. Get it. And it's <laughs> so cute because you know how a dog will like point its mouth to the sky yeah. when it howls mm-hmm. and then stops when it looks like you know sea level or whatever so this will will not stop it will like point itself to the sky and then it will like look at the camera and still be howling (laughs) it's so cool it can maintain that i don't know what to call it the sing the yeah it maintains the the screech uh, the anxiety yeah it maintains the anxiety. Yes, it does. Exactly. It made eye contact and was still screaming. Yeah. <laughs> so. What if I did that to you? Okay, okay, okay. Ready? Yeah. Ah! Wow. I can't do it for a long. <laughs> so you looked really <laughs> nervous. I was very scared. <laughs> I was scared myself. Okay, tell me more about this <laughs> dog. Oh my God, my friends, may I introduce... The New Guinea singing, the New Guinea singing dog. Amazing. Uh, the acronym is NGSD. Uh, like you described, Dr. Marissa, so aptly. Uh, they're very striking. They're lean. They're athletic. They got a short coat. So um, beautiful. Yeah. This particular one, like we said, uh, had a white underbelly, uh, tan, and yeah. This look was very common for this canine. Yeah. Now, before we get into all the details about this breed, I can't not start with this okay okay here's what they look like as puppies oh no mm-hmm. yeah. yeah this needs oh no i'm gonna start to screaming yeah. again okay, yeah. okay and this photo will definitely be on our twitter and instagram and social media stuff so please come on by and explode i'm bracing myself Fuck me. i mean i mean it's just like it's just like so cute yeah. and tired <laughs> it it's does like tired. it's like okay imagine your typical puppy in its beanie baby kind of stage where yeah. it's just kind of a little loaf a little wrinkly a loaf, loaf mm-hmm. uh cutie and then it's just got the pointy ears that are like small triangles and like it's just it's you're gonna have to just get on on the instagram and look at this that's right it's really nice it's got, it's got white socks everybody it's got white socks yeah. it's got a little white straight down its <laughs> nose and, and it's so tired it needs so, a hug yeah it already knows about the world somehow in its eyes so it, yeah so. yeah this is a very like aware mm. of existence mm-hmm. dog yeah so, Dr. Marissa, would you like to take turns telling the beautiful members of our flock out there a bit more about this wild singing dog? I mean, nothing in the world would make okay. me happier. I'm going to start us off. Uh, according to sdzwildlifeexplorers.org, quote, as adults, they have a narrow muzzle, 
petal-shaped ears <laughs> and, and wide cheekbones. Well adapted to hunting in steep areas with thick vegetation, the singing dog's joints and spine are extremely flexible for a dog. They climb and jump like a cat. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, continuing from the wiki, quote, New Guinea singing dogs are named for their distinctive and melodious howl, which is characterized by a sharp increase in pitch at the start and very high frequencies at the end. Mm -hmm. The howling of these dogs can uh, can be clearly differentiated from uh, that of Australian dingoes and differs significantly from that of gray wolves and coyotes. Oh, totally. Yeah, to 100%. Yeah, at the start, the pitch in a howl rises, followed by abrupt changes in frequency. Modulations can change quickly, every 300 to 500 milliseconds or every second. So it was like, oh. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Did you like my impression? It was great. It was, I love it. I, I was like, is there one here now? Yep, yeah. Right? <laughs> I deceived myself. Uh, Five to eight overtones can generally be distinguished in a spectrographic analysis of the howling. Incredible. Mm, There you go. All right. um, Back at, oh my gosh, okay. SDZ Wildlife Explorers.org nailed it. <laughs> Quote, I keep spitting on you. I'm it's just okay. so sorry. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. All right. <laughs> Quote, uh, New Guinea singing dogs are basically a living fossil. They have been around a long time. Fossil records of the species date back at least 6,000 goddamn years. That's right. End quote. That's an old. It's an old breed. Dog. Six. Breed, yes. That's, a, yeah. <laughs> that is, wow. That is fucking old. Yeah, my friends, that is a long time. Indigenous of the area have spotted glimpses of these shy dogs seemingly forever until the 1970s. Oh, I love that they're shy. Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> they're super Aww. shy. And then they disappeared. Uh huh. Now, the 1970s, that decade passed with practically no sightings mm. year after year. Then the 80s came. The mid-80s, the late-80s, nothing. It was as though they vanished into thin air. Okay, but do you think people, like, did see them? They were just high because it was the 80s. Probably. And so Good they name. were like, oh, my God, I just saw a dragon. But <laughs> no singing dogs. Right. And, yeah. Dragons two, dog zero. Yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Totally happened. Um, so rumors began to swirl that the wild New Guinea singing dogs were no more. <sighs> And then the 90s happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dr. Marissa, I'd like to show you a picture of a dog that popped up on the scene in the yeah. 90s. Uh, now, compared to what you saw in the video, what or who do they look like to you? Okay. okay. This photo will also be on our social media stuffs. Compare and contrast. <laughs> Here they are. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Hi. Um, they look th- like those dogs. Um, this one looks a little fluffier yeah. and maybe a little bit more uh, muscular. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I could relate this to Captain America and <laughs> his transformation before and after the serum oh my God, this was crazy. introduced to his system. He was 5'4", and then he became much taller than that. But this dog looks like a bulkier version in a cool way yeah. of the other dog. There you go. Same coloring, though. Same coloring. Same coloring as well. Same adorable, perfect ears. Yeah. Snout. Mm-hmm. 
It might even sing. Might even sing. Who knows? Yes, my friends, a new rumor started to circulate of a dog roaming the highlands. But to be honest, no one could say for sure if they were just strays or the singing dogs themselves or maybe even a new breed. Ooh. Yeah, these pups were just as elusive and attempts to study them for research was a colossal failure. <laughs> so, so these dogs were just given a new name to play it safe. They were called the Highland Wild Dog, or HWD, and researchers did the best they could at the time. Okay. Quote, there have been only three possible sightings of the HWD in its native range of New Guinea, and there have only been two attempts to study the species in the wild. The first was when Robert Bino conducted a field study in 1993, and then James K. McIntyre in 1996. Neither was able to observe any animals, but found what they presumed to be HWD scat, paw prints, urine marks, and predations. And McIntyre reported hearing vocalizations, but with local dogs, with local village dogs present, and no way to verify a genetically pure specimen, the presence of HWDs could not be confirmed. End quote. From the site nghwdf.org what it we've got a lot of wild sites what today. a website <laughs> nailed it also this so this may or may not be yeah our singing dog friends but it sounds like there's not enough evidence not enough ev- evidence uh so far uh-huh. Uh-huh. yes in the 90s that was pretty much that the new guinea singing dog was considered extinct and there was maybe a new dog around question mark And things stayed this way until a wonderfully serendipitous moment in 2016. Random as fuck. Fucking random. Fucking random. 2016. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Dr. I was going to say, tell me more, but I think I'll be telling you more in (laughs) a second. That's right. That's right. Dr. Marissa, I thought we could take turns reading a delightful description of events as reported by nghwdf.org. I think that's an. Amazing idea. All right. In September 2016, Mac McIntyre, we have to talk about that name later, (laughs) um, was on an eco tour in Papa Province when he encountered the University of Papa Rapid Survey Team searching for Highland Wild Dogs. Invited to join invited to join them to view a dense site and research and search for dogs I could read invited to <laughs> invited to join them to view a dense site and search for dogs in the remote areas adjacent to Pancak Jaya Mac removed his shoes and crossed a waterway and ascended the slopes leading to the target site after viewing the dense site and exploring at elevation but failing to find dogs Mac and the UNIPA team began descending the muddy mountain trail. Womp womp. Mm -hmm. All right, continuing the quote, Mac's mood was as gray and damp as the weather. His trip was nearly over, and while he had been able to investigate and collect samples from some village dogs in the traditional village of Bonte, he had yet to see any Highland wild dogs. Wild dogs. Highland wild, Highland wild dogs. This is a tough one, man. Highland wild dogs. Have you have have you all seen any Highland wild dogs? Okay, all right, I'm fine. Okay, he had yet to see any Highland wild dogs, despite having heard stories of them being present in the region. Still barefoot, Mac. Come on, Mac. Still barefoot. 
Matt glanced down to navigate the rain-soaked ground and noticed something odd. Oh, shit. There in the mud, next to his bare footprint, were the unmistakable fresh paw prints of a canine. Hot damn. Uh, as Mac stared down in awe at the, at the paw prints following his own up the trail, he knew they could uh, only belong to an HWD. The HWD had found him. That's right. End quote. That's right. Amazing. The hunted hunts the hunter. There. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like something from a book, is it? It could be. Uh, who knows? It's probably from like 80 movies. <laughs> yes, my friends, the dogs found them. And thus began a beautiful relationship of oh sorts. Goodness, yeah. yes. The research team participated in two research trips, the first in 2016 and the second in 2018, both to the base of Pankak Jaya. Uh, from their study, quote, the wild dogs were conditioned to approach and enter cage traps over a period of two weeks following enticement with crushed coyote glandler. Oh. <laughs> glandler. 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 <laughs> and skunk, skunk essence. <laughs> That's great. I mean, I mean, yeah. nothing will get me into a cage. <laughs> More than that. More than glandler and skunk essence. Mm. Hot. Don't, don't tempt me. Mm. Now, the traps were baited inside and out of the cages. Uh, auditory North American coyote calls were played to attract wild dogs and elicit return howls. Tra uh, trail cameras reviewed the progress. And after two weeks, the traps were set and the capture campaign was initiated. Amazing. Two wild dogs were captured, immobilized, and underwent extensive examinations, including measurements and collection of biological samples. Amazing. Okay. End quote. Okay. Very important. Very now, before important. we get into the results, Dr. Marissa, would you like to see some more puppies? Yes, please. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. These puppies are a little older. They have the little white um, um, socks on. Yeah. They're so cute. They're kind of derpy. Um, there's three of them. I highly recommend you look at this picture on um, our Instagram. Yep. And I love them. Yeah, yeah I, I want them. Oh, my God. Can we have them? Oh, yeah, please. Uh, these three pups called Two Socks, Little Red, and Marky were... Uh, I know. We're captured on film sometime between 2016 and 2018. So adorable. They're wild dogs. Two socks, Little Red and Marky. Yeah. I'm going to cry. Oh, dear. Jesus. So, Dr. Marissa, let's not bury the lead any longer. After collaborating with scientists from the National Human Genome Research Institute, after sequencing the dog's DNA and comparing it, to the DNA of captive singing dogs and other random dogs. Mm. What the fuck happened? Oh my God, I would love to talk <laughs> about it immediately. From Ed Kara of Gizmodo, quote, their new findings published in the journal PNAS. Mm -hmm. um, Penas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, am I going to say it? Or is Jill going to say it? And she did the very nice thing of saying it for me. Uh, yes. So, their uh. new findings published in the journal Penis appeared to confirm <laughs> that Highland wild dogs are very genetically close 
to the captive singing dog population more than any two breeds of domestic dogs are from one another. Amazing, amazing, Uh amazing. The dogs are so closely related. The authors say that they belonged to the same original population of wild dogs not too long ago, and the Highland wild dogs are effectively New Guinea singing dogs that managed to survive uh, mostly hidden away from humans all these years. Right. End quote. They're That's back. Right. They're back. They're, they're back. Fucking back. They're back. And they're singing their hearts out. That's right. And they're and fucking they're adorable. It's great. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. So, my friends, they're not extinct after all. Nope. And researchers plan to continue surveying this population, including those scampering around the higher elevations where it's believed they're even more genetically distinct from today's common dogs. Oh, my God. There's even more researchers plan to focus on their singing to get a better understanding of how singing evolved in animals more close, closely related to humans than to birds. I, I do think it's cute that they're calling this singing yeah. and not like um, cries for help. It's <laughs> what they, I mean, when I make that noise, yeah. it's a cry for help. It really is. And I do it in my head yeah. so no one can hear it, but. I'm going to call it singing from now on. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Everyone just calls singing, singing on the inside. <laughs> singing on the <laughs> I'm inside. I just winked. Um, okay. Uh, quote, it's not just that they're wild and that they represent the last wild population, but they do make this beautiful harmonic sound, which distinguishes them from all other populations of dogs anywhere, said the study co-author Heidi Parker to Ed Cara. Amazing. They're really something quite unique and quite special. And, and as a species, we don't want to lose them from the face of the earth, end quote. I am with you. I, am, totally I, with I you. forgot who said that, but I am with them. <laughs> I want to yeah. keep them on this planet yeah. so I can see more of those puppy pictures yeah. and hear those screams Sings for help. <laughs> Sings for help. Amazing. Most relatable thing I've ever heard. Just so relatable. So there you have it, folks. And after the break. Yes. A turtle that breathes out of its ass. Uh, finally. What a gift. Yes. Ah, stay tuned. Please do. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face Off launches April 9th. 
Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> you get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And my friends, if you thought you couldn't love Steve Irwin anymore. Oh my God. I've got a little story for you. Stop it. That's right. I love Steve Irwin. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. And he's dead, right? He is. He's yeah. super dead. Super, super dead. Such a shame. It he is. was so cool. I'll, I think there's a generation of people who don't know very much about him. Yeah. And yeah. didn't get to watch him on TV as a kid. Yeah. And I'm so sorry. Look him up. He's awesome. Please do. Yeah. Yeah, please do. And then uh, listen to this because we need to travel back in time to a revolutionary year, 1990. Talk about mm-hmm. revolutionary. <laughs> what a year. And we're on the banks of the Burdekin River. And it was here the late Australian conservationist slash crocodile hunter slash crikey was setting up camp with his dear old dad, Bob. Stop it. Yep. He was with his dad? Yep. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, my gosh. Tell me more. So nothing was out of the ordinary until they saw a pale face poking out from some muddy water. Oh, no. Yeah. Now, before we get into whose face it was... The Burdekin River, where is that? Well, everyone, imagine Australia once Again, more. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Now point to the northeast corner. Okay. And voila, here we are at the Burdekin River in Queensland. That was easy. So easy. Now, seeing a mysterious pale face staring back at you in the Australian wild may be scary as fuck to me, but for Steve and Bob, it was something you pick up with your bare hands. Oh, God, <laughs> that's right. It's no big deal. For us, it's like a, a seven-part docuseries. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who did it? Who killed them? Who are they? <laughs> Who are they killing? I don't know. Yeah, they just... Picked it up. Let's just pick it they up. They just picked it up. Totally fine. And Dr. Marissa, when they scooped it up, would you like to see uh, whose face that belonged to? Yes. I uh, want to mention this whole time I've been picturing a dead human body. <laughs> yes, I And know. I realize that's pro- it's probably not that. I kind of framed it that way. I kind of framed it that way. 100% uh, you did. <laughs> not a dead human. Not a dead anything. It's actually this cute little girl right here. Oh, my God. She's so cute. Okay, I am looking at a turtle. Yep. And I do have to say, I I love turtles. Um, Turtles are great. They are. Um, Give them a chance. (laughs) And yeah, she's really cute. She's a gray turtle. She's got this sort of pink little pig nose. Yeah. And uh, I I love her. I want to name her um, Donatella. I named her. (laughs) Amazing. Yes. It does look like her. You're welcome, world. Especially in the very large lips. (laughs) Yes. Yes, those look unnatural. Yeah, so please come on by our social media stuff. You'll see a cute 
green turtle, but a very pink face, which is kind of unusual. And she's a cutie for sure. Uh, Dr. Marissa, please do us the honor and tell us, did Steve Irwin just so happen to discover a new species of turtle? And if so, tell us about it. First of all, he would. Yeah. And second <laughs> of all, let's talk about it from Beck Crew of AustralianGeographic.com.au. Quote, uh, Bob and Steve took a few quick snaps of the turtle before releasing it back into the river. They sent the photos to Queensland Museum uh, turtle expert John Can, who made uh, his own trip to the Burdekin, am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. The Burdekin River to spot another turtle and confirm that it indeed was new to science. Amazing. Hey, continuing the quote, what they'd found was one of the largest Australian freshwater turtles to grow to about six kilograms or 13 pounds in weight. Um, that strange pale coloring tends to only be seen in the females. The males have a more uniform color all over, end quote. So only the awesome females yeah. get to, you know, have this cool pink face situation <laughs> so desirable so desirable so adorable into it so my friends steve discovered a new species which is now named after him <gasps> behold Irwin's turtle oh i thought I they were know. gonna call all the turtles steve <laughs> <laughs> steve and stevetta yeah um stevie nicks <laughs> stevie nicks oh if only if, if only, only. Uh, one of the exciting features of this turtle, other than the female's face, yes. which, is, uh, which is due to hypomelanism, uh, and it's thought to affect about 10% of the female adult turtles. Interesting. I mean, other than this, brace yourself. Okay. It has nostrils to okay. breathe air, like us. Okay. okay. Um, but this turtle also is also able to breathe underwater through its clo cloaca, or butthole. I mean, you know, this isn't something I've ever desired or honestly thought of yeah but i'm positive um it's helpful somehow <laughs> yes it's very helpful well yeah we can, should we get everything anyway? through your butt yes i'm trying to think of how it would be helpful to me because everything's about me <laughs> i can't think of a time when it would be helpful but tell me more about this turtle. so turtles love breathing through their ass. Let's get into it. Um, Amazing. Yes, my friends, the cloaca is actually a one-stop shopping kind of hole. Amazing. <laughs> wow. It serves as its anal, urinary, and breathing, oh, and birthing tracks, excuse me. Yeah, anal, urinary, and birthing tracks. It really does it all. So it's like a child's impression of what women have down there. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, it all comes out one place, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm sure you're impressed and probably wondering how in the hell it works. Don't worry, I got you. Amazing. From Stephen Luntz at iflscience.com, quote, Queensland freshwater turtles, including Irwin's, have developed a distinctive method of respiration to avoid having to come to the surface too often, thus cutting the risk of becoming someone else's lunch. Ah! There you go. They absorb water through their cloaca, and gill-like structures in their digestive tracts capture oxygen. Amazing. No known turtle species can survive purely on its anally sourced oxygen. Um, <laughs> what a sentence. They all have to come to the surface now and then to take in air the usual way. 
However, bum breathing delays the need to do so. Under the right conditions, some turtles can get 80% of their oxygen needs this way, although the figure is lower for some species." End quote. Amazing. So this turtle can breathe the usual way through yeah. its little mouth and nose. Uh-huh. And then when it's underwater, it can breathe through its butt. Yep. So it can avoid getting snatched up by right. predators. So smart. I, you know what? I never thought I'd say this, but doing so many things through the butt actually sounds <laughs> really organized. It's like a lot of species do it. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I mean... If we could change our thoughts on butts <laughs> in society, specifically buttholes, I think we think quite a lot about butts. Mm. But buttholes, yeah. if we could do more. Let's do more for butts, everyone. This is my campaign. It's on the last day of Pride Month. <laughs> Let's do more for buttholes. <laughs> Vote me, Marissa Riley, for <laughs> what's, a, what's a title? Senator. <laughs> and I... We'll use buttholes for more stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you. This ad has been paid for by. <laughs> no, but point being, it's this sounds very organized and uh, this sounds awesome. So, yeah, it's working. It's working for this turtle. Yeah. Uh, but my friends, brace yourself once more. Irwin's turtle hasn't been seen in over 25 years. That's a long time. Yeah. Researchers believed the uh, excuse me, research, <laughs> researchers believed the Burdekin Falls Dam, completed in 1987, might have caused their demise, causing this already muddy water, or this muddy river, to become substantially more muddy and less watery, thus cutting oxygen supplies. So they couldn't breathe through the butts because right. of this uh, mud shit. That's right, the Burdekin Falls Dam. Sucks. But, thankfully, it's 2022. We no longer need visual confirmation of species any longer. Oh. Mm -hmm. Dr. Marissa, let's not bury the lead any longer. Tell us, what did researchers do to find out if our butt-breathing friends are still alive? Let's talk about it. Okay, from iflscience.com, quote, a paper in the journal BMC Ecology and Evolution has revealed proof the turtle remains present at many locations in the river. The evidence comes in the form of DNA found in water samples collected along the river. Researchers sampled 37 sites uh, along the Burdekin River and its uh, trib tributaries. Nailed it. Nailed it. And the presence of turtle DNA was found throughout the catchment. Uh, until this rediscovery, we didn't have any formal records to prove that the Irwin's turtle was still living in the lower Burdekin River. And that river has changed a lot since the construction of the Burdekin Falls Dam, Professor Damien Burroughs said in the statement, it's reassuring to know they are still living there. And quote That's they're right. here you guys they're here they are so here they are here we looked we <laughs> tested and they're here they're here and they're breathing out of their asses so hard so hard <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, more environmental dna was detected in the broken and bowen tributary rivers located above the dam than below it meaning the dam is affecting the turtle population but they are still making it work by distributing themselves accordingly. How? I mean, like, well, of course they are. Yeah. Of course a turtle that has evolved to breathe through its butt 
knows a thing or two about how to fucking share. That's right. <laughs> how to fucking share. We could learn a lot. Yeah. From this turtle. They shared the wealth. Mm-hmm. They yeah. found a new way to it's, live. It's really incredible. They accepted each other. And of course, it's Steve Irwin's turtle. Of course. Of course, Steve Irwin's turtle is teaching us it's good to breathe out of your ass and it's good to share. Yeah. And it's incredible. Know, it's incredible. Yeah. I'm amazed. Yeah. So some good news here, folks. So please sleep tight tonight knowing Steve Irwin's turtles are doing okay. I won't sleep tight tonight. Um, <laughs> But it's not because the turtles are doing great. It's because of everything else. <laughs> everything was more like these turtles. Yeah. I could sleep. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. So thank you for listening, rating, subscribing. <laughs> uh, singing internally. Yes. Singing externally. Yes. Singing with your friends. Yes. Um, and breathing through your butt. And breathing We're through trying. your butt. Give it a shot. Don't Give try shot. too hard. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> And please, stay interesting. Please do.